Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in Ephesians chapter 1. The book of Ephesians was written somewhere around 60 to 63 AD by Paul. It is a prison epistle along with the books of Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. It is written to the church that is at Ephesus. The city of Ephesus itself was a very pagan and very prominent city. It had one of the seven ancient wonders of the world, the Temple of Diana, or sometimes called Artemis, uh, there. It was a wealthy city and the chief city of its area. Paul stopped there on his missionary journey in Acts chapter 18, uh, verse number 18 through 28. And then he planted there for three years, Acts chapter 20, verse number 31 tells us. It's amazing as we open this book, in verses 3 through 14, we find one long sentence. It begins with praise, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and it ends in praise, verse number 14, to the praise of his glory, and it shows the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in salvation. We also find that in this one sentence, The phrase in Christ or in him is used some 11 times. And I would encourage you, every time you find the word in Christ or in him or in the beloved, mark it in this book of Ephesians. It is quite astounding. So we see in verses 3 through 14, God's plan of salvation. We see the work of the Father first. Verse number 4, just as he chose us in him. God did the choosing. God's God. We're not. God is sovereign. And though the These believers had to come to a place of believing. Notice verse 12, those who trusted. Verse 13, in him you trusted and having believed. We find that God, through uh, Paul, says that God chose. Then he also adopted. Notice in verse number 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons. And then he accepted us. Verse number 6, to which we are accepted in the beloved. That's the work of God in salvation. Secondly, in verses 7 through 12, we see the work of the Son. What did Jesus do? Well, he redeemed us. In him, we have redemption through his blood. By going to the cross, he purchased us back. And then he forgave us. Notice verse number seven, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace so that we are forgiven of all the sins we've ever committed. And then in verse number uh, nine through 10, we are enlightened or we're, uh, God has revealed his will to believers. He says, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Then in verses 13 through 14, we see the work of the Holy Spirit. In him, in Christ, you also trusted. And then notice at the end, it says, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That picture of being sealed is a reference to a mark of ownership or identification. It is a a stamp of security. You are sealed. And then in verse 14, it says that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the earnest money. He's the down payment. He's the first portion of a future inheritance that believers will receive. So it's amazing, verses 3 through 14. Then Paul begins to pray for the church at Ephesus in verses 15 through 23. He prays that they would know God's plan. Notice that they would know the hope of uh, his his calling. He, he wants them to know the greatness and, and the plans and the promises of God, that they would know in verse number 18 as well, the riches of his inheritance that God has for his saints and the greatness of his power. And then quickly, we just look quickly at God's omnipotent power. He raised Christ. He exalted Christ and placed him above all rulers and above all things. And he placed Jesus all above 
uh, even the church. Notice verse four, uh, verse 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave to him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We thank God that we are in Christ. Christ.